able to, to latch on to and hold on to and remember. We sometimes will enter something new with skepticism, right? And, and even as we take the time to reflect, I want to take a moment and reflect on just some of the goodness that, that has happened with Vantage Point Podcast and, and, and how I, I, I've been impacted by it and how I've heard other people have been impacted by it as well. So just as, as we sit and where we started the year uh, with Vantage Point, we, we started with a series called Dream Vision, uh, where we, we first started. And, and it was, can we see the things beyond what we see? Can we take the moment, can we take a moment and really see beyond where we are? Is it possible that, that God has something for us so great, so grand, that we, 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 we see where we are, but can we, we get a vision, we get a get a grow with that vision? Just like the Word of God says, we can write the vision, make it clean, we can take it on the run, and we're able to hold on to that vision. What if that vision is bigger than you? Because we talked a little bit in that series about where that vision is taking you. When you get to a certain point, you actually can, you know, we can use an example of an airplane, right? We're, we're sitting at a runway, we're, we're getting ready to take off, and our perspective is different. Our vantage point is different on the runway. Versus what it is in the sky. Because God is taking us to the heights. And, and even as, as we, we delve into that topic, you know, we started to hear from different people around how, how they were getting unlocked and how they were taking steps and, and starting to see beyond what they could see. And, and I love, one of the things I love is architecture. Because it's somebody's vision coming to life. What, what started on a piece of paper, what started really truthfully in someone's head, and then it was etched out on in a blueprint. And then you could see it, but could you really see it? Because if I give you the blueprint of what, what God wants to do in your life, you, you only see what's on the paper, but when God gives you that blueprint, what he's seeing is something far bigger and something far greater. And I can imagine like something like the Willis Tower or the Empire State Building or or the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, any of those architectural just just magnificent structures. They all started in someone's head. They all started with the vision. And somebody etched it out on paper. And then at the last, and then they were able to take that vision and make it into something that is beneficial to people. I want you to think about that. What was God getting? What did He give you in 2021? What did He give? What did He put in your hand? What is He giving you that, that needs to be built? What is He giving you that needs to be constructed? And, and, I, and I get it. You might be sitting there thinking, like, oh, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. But if God gave you a vision for it, just think of no God gave him a very specific vision for the earth. No one ever wondered how, where would the resources come from because the vision was given from God to him. So if God's going to give you a vision, 
please believe that he's going to give you the resources to fulfill that vision. Amen. Give him the opportunity to take your vision, take that vision to the next level. You know, we moved a little bit further ahead after that series, and we stepped into something that honestly was probably one of my favorite series to do. Um, and, and we started to talk about Jesus. We started to talk about Jesus. We did a series called Who is this Jesus? And this led right up into Easter. And, and one of the things that I loved about the series is that it was an opportunity to really talk about Jesus. It was an opportunity to look at his life and, and really find out who is he. Who is Jesus Christ? And how can we look at his life and apply his, his works, his teachings, his walk to our own? And, and we, we looked at different aspects of his life. We looked, about, we looked at it in his own words. What did he say about who he was? We looked at the miracles that he performed. We looked at probably one of the more most powerful ones that I honestly felt that I, that I taught him when I listened to it. Was the cup bearer. And, and we talked about the, the, the concept of being right in God's will, what that means to you. And, and, and one of the most powerful things about Jesus was he, he was a cup bearer. There, there, was a, there was a moment that he had to take the cup. He had to take what God, God his will, the will that God placed on his life in that, in that moment. He had to make that decision in the garden. But there was a struggle with that. There was a struggle because they made his death. And he was able to become real, real with God in that moment. I wonder if we reflect on some of our moments that we've had over the past year where we had to get real, real with God. We had to be honest. With ourselves, we have to be honest with God. That sometimes His will isn't pretty. Sometimes that will is, is there's a suffering attached to that will. And one of the most powerful things that Jesus said if there's any other way, let me take that way. But at the end of the day, your will will be done. Your will be done. Because see, sometimes suffering, you're right in the sweet spot of God's will. Sometimes that cup, that, that, that cup to take that vision and take that purpose, it, it's going to come with some suffering. It's going to come with some moments. It's going to come with some battles. But if you're right, but sometimes you're right in the middle of God's will. Sometimes we think that. The suffering and the negativity and the, and the down seasons are, are we're so outside of God's will that sometimes, and most times, really, that means you're right where you need to be. You're exactly where He wants you to be. Exactly where He wants you to be. And that took us all the way, it took us to Eastern. Where after all of those things, after all of the, 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 the episodes we went through, where we looked at the words of Jesus, we looked at his miracles, we looked at the will of God in his life and his 
being the cupbearer, and then we got to the final one and said, What do you say to me? Who's he to you? And I think that's a question worth reflecting on going into a new year. Who is Jesus Christ to you? And I want you to really take that minute. I know a lot of churches, I know a lot of people are entering their 21 days of fasting to start the year. Where we're seeking Jesus, we're seeking God for purpose, direction, wisdom, for whatever that is. And so I invite you to add that question to your list. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Who is he? What does he mean to you? What are you willing to do for him? What are you willing to sacrifice for him? Because see, we can enter 21 days of fasting and we can go and seek God and seek him, but if we really don't have an understanding of who Jesus Christ is in our lives, we miss it. Because one of the things we, we ultimately learn is that he uses, he can use us. And we went right into another series called Hosea. And we look at how God uses the broken pieces of our lives. And we answer the question like, wait a minute, he can use me, but I'm broken, I'm hurt, I'm, I'm not very good, I'm, I'm a bad person, I'm this and that. But if we look throughout the Bible, those were exactly the people that he loved to use. So why not you? And, and sometimes we think that because we're broken and we get saved, that God somehow takes the bad away. But ultimately, those are pieces of us that we were. Those are our weaknesses. Those are our shortcomings. Those are those things that we can't do in our own strength. And we rely on Him to maintain us as we walk through our days. Think about that. If he took away the negative, and we only had the good that we were good with, right? We were a great singer, but we were broken inside. But he took away the broken. He healed the broken. He wraps his love around us and holds us together. And that was a, 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 a image that I got during a series on uh, an expensive work of art. It was a, a kind of a torso of a male. And it was on a, on a statue. And it was broken. You could see the breaks in the, it wasn't like a clean one piece. You could see all the different pieces. But it was broken, yet put together. And usually when we think of something that's broken, it's worthless. But this was an expensive work of art with broken pieces. And that's what God thinks of us. Weird, broken, yet expensive to we're broken, but we're useful. And we can be used by God. And then we shifted into what, what I call core strength. And ultimately, these things, and it was something that, even going back to 2020, that I thought, like, man, what if I had to strip all the things down with 2020? What are the things? What are the what are the areas that like are non-negotiable? Like we gotta do these things. And, and God really showed me, he broke it down to five things. Love, community, prayer, worship, and his word. 
And I love the first one, love. Like, there is nothing more at that moment, right? Like, that's the first step. We have to have love. Now, that, again, that doesn't mean we agree with because I love, I have love for everybody. As a pastor, as a Christian, I have love for humankind. That doesn't mean I agree with everything humankind does. So hear me. You can still love, and it doesn't mean you agree with them. Think about it. For those that have kids, you love your kids, and they do something you don't agree with, but you still love them. If your parents might do something you don't like, you didn't agree with it, but you still love it. And that's how we're called to operate. That's how we're called to be as Christians. It's not agreeing with everybody just because I say I love them. But then somebody in the LGBTQ community or, or any other a different race, I may not agree with something they do, but that doesn't mean that I don't love them. That's Christ's love to me. Because I've done a whole lot of stuff that I'm sure he doesn't agree with, but yet he still loves me. And then it took us to community, which is kind of that taboo one, right? You've got people that think they can just go do God on their own and work through that. And no, no, no. We need community. We need church. That's part of it. It's in the Bible. We see that in the Acts of the Church. The book of Acts of the Church was formed. Community is powerful. And that's probably been one of the toughest things over the last few years is the absence of community. We resulted to virtual and things like that to, to really try to bolster that and build it back up. But when we have genuine community, we can grow, we can love. And then it goes right into prayer. We have to pray, we have to talk to God, we have to go. And intercede, we have to have the language between God and us. And worship. It's the it's the moment we can give back. It's 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 a it's a relationship. True worship is all about relationship. And I'm not just holding it to what we do at the beginning of a church service and what you listen to in the call. Worship goes beyond that. That's an integral part of it, yes, but it goes so much more beyond that. Our actions, our lives, our, our is worship can be worshiped to God. And then there's the Word of God. We have to be in the Word of God. We have to understand the Word of God. We have to be able to read it and have an understanding which allows us to apply it to our lives. If we're not able to do that, we're like walking with blindfold on. The Word of God is our blueprint. That's our instruction manual to this life. There's not a situation on this earth that you cannot find restitution, peace, understanding solutions to except for looking in the Word of God. Too many times I've been in situations feeling something, and I can go find rest, I can go find peace, I can go find understanding in the Word of God. And that took us all the way to the summer 
And we had eight amazing guests on this team. And they came from a whole different background and different uh, thoughts. I mean, it, it was such a just mesh of, of just talent and anointing and, and insight and wisdom that I, I pray that if you haven't gone back and looked at it, listen to it. I would encourage you to go back to listen to our Giving for Why episode, Summer Takeover, uh, Persons of Interest. We have people from all across the country. We have um, Los Angeles, California. Shout out to Michael Ty. We talked about sharing your transformation story and how the power of your testimony matters. Now people need to hear that. Then we went to my hometown in Chicago and we talked to Amani D. And she talked about strength all around, having strength in all things. Amazing message. And then we came to Tulsa and my good friend Joshua Lyle uh, out here in Tulsa. He talked about spiritual resolve and having walking in a different type of resolve in the seasons of their life. And then we went to the East Coast and talked to my friends. Shay and Michelle Watson of the Pantry Podcast. Shout out to them. They talked about probably my, one of my favorite topics. We had this conversation earlier in the year salt and light over sugar. How can we be salt and light in the world over the sugar that we see every day, the sugar coating of what's going on in the world? How can we continue to be salt and light in the world? And then we went back out to LA and we talked to my boy Jabir Fitzbobo of the Detox Movement. She was Detox Church out there in Los Angeles, California. She brought a powerful message, Wither and Restore. And then we went up north. We went to the north. We went to Canada. And Charmaine Cooper of the Shark Candid podcast talked about faith over fear. What a powerful topic in the day we're looking at right now. Faith over fear. And then we went back, we went down south a little bit uh, to Atlanta, Georgia. Pastor Gerald Bentley talked about when the assignment is bigger than your faith. Bigger than your faith. Wow, what a connection to our first series from the And then we stayed in Georgia and talked to Jasmine Ryan, and she talked about what about the Holy Spirit? And what what a what an amazing topic because we we so often forget. About the Holy Spirit. We talk about God, we talk about Jesus. But because we just, there's so much, there's quote unquote mystery behind the Holy Spirit, we don't invest enough time to really connect and understand the Holy Spirit. And, and what I love about that entire series is every week the guest came with such insight. And, and, and it was just for me to step back. And, and get poured into it was a refreshing and I encourage you again go back and listen to those episodes and then we get into August and we, we, got, we got right back in it and the series just called back at it and as we got back to our day to day lives our after summer vacations our school, our work our day to day routine we talked about prioritizing the relationship with Christ because again that's the point we have to put in place. We have to have the priority. We have to have an ethical of everything we do. And too many times, and this is encouragement for somebody going into 2022, sometimes we get so caught up in everything else 
that we give him what's left. And we'd rather tell Jesus no than tell the world. We'd rather tell Jesus no than tell school no. And I'm not saying you stop going to work forever and stop going to school forever. I'm just saying in a moment, what do we choose? How do we prioritize? We talk a lot about that. We talk about realigning. We talk about not making sure we understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. And then practically how do we adjust and get ourselves right back to the alignment? Well, Christ is the priority in our lives. And then we got to the September, we mentioned it earlier, authority. We talked to four amazing black female authors, new authors. We talked to Arielle Scott, and she talked about insecurity. We talked to Rashida Johnson, and she talked about singleness. My pastor, uh, one more, we talked to Jasmine Ryan again, and we, she talked about adversity. And then to close out that series, we had my very own senior pastor, our pastor, Reverend Mike Church, close out Pastor Katrina Bell, and she talked about purpose. And what I love about this series is that the title is authority, but what we're looking at is that all four of these ladies were authors, they're authors, they've written works that talk about specific things we deal with, which makes them an authority or an influence or in that particular topic. So I encourage you, if adversity is something you deal with, you want to go listen to that episode. If you're struggling with purpose, I'm telling you, Pastor Katrina brought a word in that hour that she was on. It was a word. You need to get that. You need to go back and get that. Then we talked about living in a world of uncertainty. And how do we figure this world out? How are we so worried about tomorrow? If anything has shown us, if anything over the last few years, what we've noticed is there's so much uncertainty about tomorrow. We don't know. We talked about that last week. In 20, we thought one thing. Going into 2021, we thought another thing. What do we think about 2022? When we talked about red flags and worry and doubt, how do we not, how do we shift our mindset to not let those things get in our way? What are we standing firm on? That was the way we told that series. What's in your concrete? Is it full of doubt? Or is it a firm foundation of doubt that we can stand on no matter what the situation looks like, no matter what the world looks like, no matter what your circumstances look like? Are we standing firm on concrete? And then we shifted, and you know what? It, it, was, it was almost like a conversation. We get some encouragement, and then we so, you know, it's like a rebuttal, but in November, we talked about not being okay. And even despite all the things I've heard and all the things that I've seen with God, I'm still not okay. And we, we talked about where do we start with that? And the first thing is acknowledging that you're not okay. It's okay to not be okay. I think too many times over this past year, we, we want to put on a fake facade like we're okay, but if you're not okay, you what? You're not okay. And that's a word that, that really came out of this series. I feel like that we were able to step back and, and, and really peel away some things. We, we talked about, we got very bold and, and open about the restlessness of this season, the restlessness of the last few years. And then we talked, we got some Thanksgiving, but you know what? One of the things I love about that holiday is you've got to find something to be 
may go forth. If the season of Thanksgiving is the beginning of the holiday season, and we were able to step back and say, but I'm thankful for this, and if you have nothing else to be thankful for, consider where you're listening at this moment to this episode, and you have life, you're breathing, you have air in your lungs, you have blood in your veins, your heart is pumping. Be thankful for that. Be thankful for life. Be thankful for a new day. And then we closed out that series, and ultimately our series for the year, with hope was on the horizon. At the end of the Christmas season, we knew that as we get into December, we're celebrating Christmas, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, which ultimately in a dark world is hope on the horizon. And that's kind of our reflection of 2021. And, and, and I bring all of that to this moment and say, God has done some amazing things. He, he's shown us and he's allowed his word to transform us this year. And as we keep marching into 2022 and we keep stepping forward into what God has, I encourage you to take a moment and reflect. Don't, don't sit and waddle in what negativity happened in 2021. But I want you to reflect on the past. I want you to just take a moment and allow yourself to do that because one of the things I'm, I'm a big sports guy and I love this analogy when sports teams go, go through their season and they start looking at game film, they're not looking at game film trying to figure out, you know, well, what went wrong. Not in that vein of just figuring out for the sake of being wrong, they're figuring out what went wrong as a reflection point to go to better going forward. I coached basketball for a few years, and that was the purpose. It wasn't so let's talk about the loss. It's let's talk about the things that we saw that happened that we can go now take those findings and prepare ourselves for the next. Prepare ourselves for our next opponent, our next game, our next mission. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do with your 2021. Don't go sit in the sadness. Don't go sit in, in the disappointments. But reflect on the goodness, reflect on the opportunities, and then take that and make and start making a game plan. Bring those things in this first month of the year to your fast. Bring those things to God and allow Him to start orchestrating and strategizing your plan for 2022. Amen. If you're listening, man, again, I thank you so much for being a part of Vantage Point. This Next season for us is going to be amazing. I mentioned it last week. Vantage for our word, and you're welcome to take that word for yourself. But our word for 2022 is limitless. We're taking the limits off what we do. We're taking the limits off God. We're taking the limits off of what is possible. And we're going to literally flow each year and see God do some amazing, incredible things. 2022 of the Again, I thank you for being with us. Stay connected with us through this month with our guest host, and you'll hear from me again February when we pick up our series, Limitless. We kick off season five of Management. God bless you, and remember, keep seeking insight, ease, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God that will change your world and your life. God bless you.